broadcasting rent-free from the top of your head. You're listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. Hey, Capri. Hey, Adrian. Guess what? What? We got a new podcast. <gasps> we do have a new podcast, and you're listening to it. This is the new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brain Slug Pod. Uh, the Brain Slug Podcast. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, if you haven't followed us over from the old Force fan feed, uh, my name is Adrian. And I'm Cat Ray. And like we have said already like five times, this is the Brain Slug Podcast. Another pop culture podcast for <laughs> for you to, you know, consider. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, you're... Uh, your options are very limited. I mean, there are no pop culture podcasts out there <laughs> at all. Yeah, we so. decided to make the jump from the cutthroat world of Star Wars podcasting to the cutthroat world of general pop culture podcasting because we're crazy like that. <laughs> and like we said in our last uh, Star Wars episode of our other podcast, we ended a Star Wars podcast right before the premiere of a Star Wars property, so you know we're crazy for doing that. <laughs> Always a good time to jump off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, again, if, if, if you're new to this completely, uh, like I said, my name is Adrian. I am, uh, my title is an instructional technologist at the university I work at, but um. I like just just say I'm a techie dude. I do a lot of video editing, uh, sound processing, a lot of that cool geeky stuff. Cat is a real smart one here. Yeah. <laughs> what Adrian is trying to say is that he's the one that makes the podcast go, and without him, there would be no podcast because <laughs> the rest of us don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yes, I can put together a podcast, but Cat Ray can give you a third arm if you ask nicely enough. <laughs> Not a third arm, but maybe a third eye. Uh, <laughs> So uh, I'm Kat, like I said, and I work as a research scientist in retinal regeneration at the University of Washington in my spare time. I mean, wait, sorry, uh, most of my time <laughs> uh, and am a pop culture geek in my off time, including this podcast. A addendum. She can give you a third arm with an eye on the palm. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, we, we've been, uh, we just uh, transitioned over from Force Fan Podcast to the Brain Slug Podcast. Um, we have been doing that for about three years. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. This is like a new show, but not really, but it is. It's like a weird, <laughs> weird, uh, weird thing. But uh, yeah, the, the point of the whole uh, move was, yeah, uh, we love a lot of other things, too, outside of Star Wars. Like, we're saying mm -hmm. we're just, like, general geeks in, in general, overall. And we want to talk to other people about other stuff and with each other. <laughs> it's fun. Yes. I mean, we obviously, we love Star Wars. And as this first episode progresses, it's going to be Star Wars themed. <laughs> so we're sticking close <laughs> to what we know uh, and love uh, for this first episode. But obviously, there's a lot more out there that we enjoy that encompasses a lot of genre. Um, Adrian is really into horror. Adrian and John <laughs> are really into the kaiju movies. You know, there's Marvel, DC, all of this incredible television that we have right now and books. And there's so much that we can explore through so many decades, you know, there's really good older stuff and then there's really good newer stuff. So we wanted to just jump in and be able to talk about all of that because we have a lot of fun talking about that stuff, you know, offline um, in our message chats. And we thought, hey, why not maybe focus the podcast more on everything? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so here we are to talk about and, uh, everything. Cat Ray, she just brought up our buddy John, who is the Han Solo of our group from yes. the old podcast. Uh, he's a really busy dude. Uh, a lot of real life type of stuff happens with him. So, uh, towards the end of the, of the Star Wars podcast run, he wasn't able to join us as often. And obviously he's not here right now. But uh, you'll be hearing more of him through as the show progresses. Like he, he, it's still the three of us. We're we're the Star Wars trio back 
<laughs> like in full force. Right now, he's just he's just frozen in carbonite right now. We just yes. got to thaw him, so to speak. That will be good. Yes, yeah. So, jumping right in, as we mentioned, uh, we're from a Star Wars podcast, and we're starting a new podcast with a Star Wars episode. Go figure. Yep. Because at the time you'll be, by the time you're listening to this, we'll be on the eve of season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah! So, yeah, that's some exciting stuff, right? Yes, very exciting. And I am definitely looking forward to it. I was jamming out to the Mandalorian soundtrack earlier today. So I'm starting to psych myself up. Um, But since there was a new trailer that came out, the second trailer, uh, we thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about some things that we think will be important going into the second season that might come up and carry over. Um, and so kind of as a good way to give a recap slash, you know, here's what we think might come up. Kind of like one of those top 10 things to remember type videos you see on YouTube, but yes, just but us talking about it. Yeah, a little bit more free form. There's, yeah. no, <laughs> there's no like ranking list here. We're just going to talk about some things that we think are going to be important. So without further ado, that's about we just jump right in. Yes. So one thing, well, one thing that I want to talk about from the second trailer that dropped, which is going to hopefully lead to some discussion about some other things, is the fact that in the second trailer, we hear the Mandalorian, Din Jaren, saying that... Dijon Mustard. (laughs) Din Dijon Jaren, um, that we... (laughs) He um he needs to find more Mandalorians and there are several kind of dangling plot threads from season 1 um that could potentially tie into this I think um you know kind of the one of the primary ones being that we learned in the like 7th or 8th episode last season that he was saved by death watch from a separate you know from a separatist attack during the clone wars and they're the group of mandalorians that rescued him and that's kind of like all he's known um and all he you seems know, you gotta, to know you got to wonder why it was death watch why specifically they picked Death, a, death, a group of Death Watch Mandos to save him. Well, just I knowing mean, the history of that group. <laughs> I mean, when you've got Dave Filoni, it's potentially not surprising that it was. Well, death I Watch. know, <laughs> like behind the scenes, why they would. Oh, we should do Death Watch, but I'm just. Oh, I, I guess let me rephrase. I guess I'm just interested in seeing if they do anything noteworthy with that. Yes, yeah, and being that it's it's Death Watch that res- rescues him, and that seems to be all that he knows. Um. It's going to be interesting to see if we learn more about the Great Purge, which was also mentioned across a few episodes or maybe the end of episodes um, last season as well. Man, always with the tragic events in Mando history. For years, they <laughs> teased us with the Siege of Mandalore, which we finally got. Yeah. This <laughs> and then year, they all and then, died. Uh, Oh, hold on though. We got the Great Purge coming up. We'll, give, <laughs> we'll get to that in another six years. Don't don't you worry. Yeah. No, we'll get to it. It's it's it'll be cool. It'll be bombastic. Don't don't worry. But I think those two things are kind of tied together in the fact that it seems like he's going to be looking for more Mandalorians and doesn't really expect to find any more. But we know. There are more Mandalorians out out there. I mean, theoretically, we don't even really know when the Great Purge took place, per se. But um, I definitely think you know that will be kind of one of these reoccurring um, plot threads that's going to crop back up. So interesting thing there, right? Uh, Great Purge. We don't know exactly when it happened. We only know that it happened at some point after Star Wars Rebels. Uh, ended right uh season four yes sometime yeah. after that during which the is yeah original trilogy timeline right mm-hmm. so we know it happened during that time uh and that involved uh you know my, my personal favorite character from the mandalorian uh moff gideon just because yes. he, he's played yes. by john carlos Posito, who is fantastic just love him and everything i see him in and uh the last 
shot of season one ended with him with the dark saber something which i think totally surprised every single one of us watching yes that show surprised right mm-hmm. the last time we saw that sword was in rebels uh being uh wielded by uh fan favorite mando uh katie sackoff <laughs> <laughs> or bo <Boke> Dan. <laughs> uh yeah, and that's, I mean, obviously we know that Moff Gideon will be back as the villain, but I think, again, knowing that he has the Darksaber and its connection to the Mandalorians and the fact that the Mando is going to be finding, potentially, or looking to find more Mandalorians, um, you know, how can that not come into play? And will he know what it is? I mean, that's like, did Death Watch that, yeah, tell him about it? Very good point. Because... They did have it because it was a Vizsla who I think Death Watch is made up of most like clan Vizsla, right? And we're not going to get into a huge mm-hmm. like Mandalorian lore because I don't know all of it. But um, <laughs> but it it was wasn't pre Vizsla was the one that that had the dark saber for a while in Clone Wars, right? And then lost to yeah. Maul. So so knowing that it has a strong history with the Vizsla clan who is kind of intimately linked with Death Watch. Like, all of these things I feel like are going to come together and we'll probably get crumbs of it in season two, but since they're already talking about seasons three and four, I could definitely see Dave Filoni, you know, very <laughs> stingily stringing this out, you know, and we'll get just little little dribs and drabs as he feels, you know, he wants to give it to us. So let me let me ask you straight up. Do you think Bo Katan is gonna show up? Do you believe the rumors from like Oh god, there are so dang, many almost I, like a year ago, I think. I think I it mean, popped up in November originally. The, well, yeah. I mean it was almost like right after that season ended, right? That everyone was like, Oh my god, Bo Katan <laughs> You know, she's gonna be back and get the Darksaber and we don't know what happened to her, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So do I think that she's going to be back? I think we don't know what happened to her and we do know or I mean, wait, she showed up in Rebels and that was the last time we saw her. Um, And this takes place, you know, some years later. So (sighs) I think it's definitely possible. I can't wait to be surprised. I mean, we definitely know that there are other Mandalorians out there. Um, and if they've done similar to what Death Watch or the Vizsla clan did and kind of hid themselves away after the Great Purge, you know, it it stands to reason that, you know, maybe she's out there, too. But I don't know if it will be this season. I could see it maybe happening later. I don't know. I don't know. I They'll oh. probably throw in somebody <laughs> like some name that we know, because I I could just I could see that happening. Plot twist, <laughs> Bo-Katan will be in season two, but she'll be played by Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. <laughs> nah, but like all kidding aside, uh, out of all those 10 billion casting rumors and live action iterations of, of animated characters that are supposedly going to show up in this, the one I believe the most, the one that I, I deem most likely would be Bo. <laughs> I mean, from what we've seen, from what they've given us, it would make sense. You have the Darksaber, he's searching for Mandalorians. Like, there's a certain connection there where it would make sense for that to happen. Um, And I certainly like that idea more. And, you know, we have gone back and forth on this in old Force Fan episodes but um you know there's there's a risk of the mandalorian you know becoming like <laughs> at least it seemed you know with all of this unconfirmed news you know kind of becoming oh yeah like Ma- the, mandalorian and friends yeah you know and <laughs> yeah. bringing, bringing in all of these old characters that we already know to kind and and therefore overshadowing the characters that we've started to know and love and so you know, I could see Bo-Katan coming back, and I think that could make sense story-wise, more so than some of the other names 
that I've been yeah. trying, that have been trying I, I, as potentials. For the, for the record, I I don't want Ahsoka showing up in this. I don't want <laughs> Sabine. Well, maybe, Sabine would make sense, so maybe Sabine, but I don't want Rex. <laughs> I, I just I love the characters, but man, I don't want the Mano to get uh, outshone in his own show with with that kind of stuff. And and I, I was on the record often in the old podcast, setting the record here now on the new one. We don't need all that. Please just don't. Just, just yeah. Don't. Unless they're all being played by Jamie Lee Curtis, which is a who's <laughs> apparently going to be in the show. Her and everyone else in Hollywood. But I mean, that is that is a good question, though, because at the end of season one, we, you know, the Mandalorian, our man dad, Lorian, is given kind of this <laughs> in a quest by the armorer to return the child to his family or failing that you know, the enemy sorcerers, the Jedi, of which technically at this point, there's only one Luke, um, but you know, that won't happen. So, you know, he's got to find some other <laughs> plot twist. This it does is no. <laughs> Star Wars we're talking about. There's always another Jedi another. hidden somewhere. Yes. Yeah. yeah there's so, another. So <laughs> but they were busy during the original trilogy. That's why they didn't pop up. You know, there's always something, something like that. Somebody frozen carbonite somewhere or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we definitely, there's definitely, I feel like for sure, we're going to get some kind of force users or force cult or something in season two. Um, you know, a lot of people have, of course, speculated that, this could lead to Ahsoka popping up, which is yeah. not something we're big fans of here. But especially if it's Rosario Dawson, Ugh, yeah. Um. So anyway, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> um. But I definitely think you know we'll have to in season two learn more about the child and where he came from potentially or how he was created maybe if <laughs> if he was created someone's being cryptic here someone's being cryptic here <laughs> because i can so that's like one of the biggest things for me from season 1 okay so yeah we we you know the season starts with the uh, with mando going after the hit basically on this child's head right no well, not the hit but you know we get a the, the Empire bounty. remnants yeah. want the client wants the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so Mando gives him the baby. But there's also another party involved there, and it's this cloner dude, Dr. Pershing. And you know, the internet kind of lost it for a bit. There's like, why is this dude with a what was it a Camino? Camino cloner logo on his outfit? Yes, yeah. It's the same logo that the young clones wear on their shoulders when they're um right like training and learning um and they've got that that logo and i don't know if it's supposed to be like a stylized camino logo or you know stand you know it but it it clearly is connected to camino and cloning somehow right for sure. So so that just opened up a whole okay, is are they trying to clone the child? Is the child already a clone yeah. of Yoda? Uh I, I even I even <laughs> thought maybe he's a clone. That's why he's wearing it. I don't know. He's oh. wearing glasses too. The guy's weird. Mm, yeah, well, that actually yeah, that's an interesting that's an interesting uh observation there. Like maybe Dr. Pershing was a clone. Oh, how right. freaky would that be? We that get an episode uh, with a bunch of Doctor Pershing's running around, which is the which is the <laughs> biggest point of the, of this. The Mando lets Pershing escape; he lives, lets him live. Mm-hmm. So, a, a character with that kind of association to like the prequel era, even to Camino and the cloning and all that, still being around—that's uh, something to keep in mind. You just can't forget that. Yeah, I mean, Dave Filoni has been around Star Wars enough that, like, they didn't just randomly put that symbol on his mm -mm. jacket. Like, 
everything happened. Well, not maybe not everything, but these things have a meaning. And so because it was on his jacket and we saw it and, you know, could decipher it, like they didn't just randomly like pull it off some old costume or something like that was deliberately there. So there's definitely some connection to Camino, whether he's working for them or he's a clone or, you know, something there. But I mean, I do love that little um, connection to the prequels, though. Like, they're still there. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty cool, too, since it's a prequel connection. Mm-hmm. But they're also trying to connect him with Palps and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. He, would, he could be a cool overarching connection mm-hmm. between, like, the whole to bridge what, the 60 years or whatever that yeah. that is. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be neat. That Yeah, that could be really cool because, I mean, we still don't obviously have background on you know palpatine trying to clone himself but presumably it's like the same technology and we saw it in the clone wars too with um them trying to clone the zillow beast so and of course the clones <sighs> themselves but <laughs> never got a follow-up to the zillow beast yeah so hey maybe we'll get a follow-up to know <laughs> Maybe he'll go to some planet and there'll be a random Zillow. Oh, great. So everybody from the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels is going to show up on the show. And the Zillow Bees is coming along for the ride, too. It'll just be one big party. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So so there's there's that's a very intriguing um, little thing that obviously was, you know, that was basically all we got in season one. So. I feel like there has to be some kind of follow up in, you know, coming, hopefully, maybe. Or they'll just never, never tell us and we'll be here like, why? <laughs> what? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like in all in all seriousness and in all reality, like the child is probably a, a Yoda clone. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what they're building up to. Mm. I mean, I could be eating my words a year or two from now with season three or four or whatever, but <laughs> little, little Yoda baby with some freaky force abilities. Very uh, strong in the force for one so young, which I, so I don't know if we ever talked about this on an old episode, but I'm really curious. And this is just kind of a general, like stupid star Wars thing for me. <laughs> um, is it, Yoda's species are they all very strong in the force and there just aren't that many of them or that's that's the thing we don't, we don't know. know enough about that yeah. so, so so people think everybody every individual every member of Yoda's species is just naturally strong well every member that we've seen like the three of them like yeah because <laughs> there's only been three of them there's only been three so okay so I, I it's it's a valid argument but I so I also think the sample size isn't big enough it's like it's like meeting three dogs and <laughs> they all scratch themselves the same way or something and like all dogs scratch themselves that way like, no, <laughs> no they don't i mean that's but a they, terrible analogy kind of, well but they kind of but, anyway <laughs> <laughs> now some of them use your back paw some of them you know use their teeth but anyway terrible analogy but i think it gets a point across <laughs> We just don't know. There's not enough data points, Adrian. Yeah. We need more data. Data um, points. <laughs> but but it, I am very curious about that. Like, is the reason that we don't see them, like, I want to know more. And will we actually know more? Because, of course, there was this whole kind of, like, nobody could touch Yoda, right? Except George Lucas. And will we actually get that? Or will it still be this giant mystery? I could still... <laughs> it'd be hilarious if when this show ends in, like, five years, years or they just keep it going forever and we still don't learn anything (laughs) about about yoda you know with with baby yoda and then the reveal that yoda himself is going to show up in the high republic a younger version of him Mm-hmm. We're, we're starting to potentially get a lot more info on that's true on the, the little green dude so cracking cracking the mystery box so to speak yeah so we'll i mean see. it is what it is right now yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what we're talking about the child and its freaky force abilities, be them inherited from Yoda, from his Yoda <laughs> DNA, or just his species in general. Um, biggest, one of the biggest surprises last season was just, you know, the kind of stuff he did. He picked up the, he levitated the mud horn, saving the Mando. He force choked Caratoon. <laughs> he healed grief. 
I mean, he did a lot of freaky stuff for a baby. He's 50 yeah, years old, but he's still the, a baby. He was able to stop the the flamethrower in the last episode, second to last episode, whatever episode that was. Um, yeah, that's a freaking strong baby. I mean, you think about Yoda, like, being able to take the force lightning from Count Dooku in Attack of the Clones, you know, kind of similar to that, which makes me wonder, like... Can they all do that? Is it that species? Like, are they just inherently that, like, pre? Like, he's just a baby. He can already do all this stuff. Oh Why my can't God. my are kids gonna, do that stuff? Are we going to see no. Baby Yoda flipping through the air like a maniac <laughs> this season? Don't give Baby Yoda a lightsaber because somebody <laughs> will lose a hand and it probably won't be Baby Yoda. Uh, <laughs> it, like, cut a hole in, in the razor crest or something. <laughs> You know, I don't know about a lightsaber, but I I am expecting like another at least two uh, powerful, freaky new force abilities that he's going to show us. Yeah, I mean, the healing kind of came out of nowhere, but then it was connected to the rise of Skywalker. That was the rise of Skywalker. Yes, well, I know. Yes, I know. I yes. But. You know, we previously hadn't really seen that, although I think it was kind of an EU thing, right? Like, people can use the Force for healing. Yes. Um, But we just hadn't really seen it on screen. So, (sighs) yeah. Who knows what freaky Force abilities we'll get. But, I, yeah, he'll probably, he'll, there has to be at least one, you know, kind of like, and I don't want to say deus ex machina, but that's kind of what it will be. Um, You know, like, he'll do something really cool and we'll be like, (gasps) whoa. And then it'll be another, it'll be another Mudhorn type of moment, but instead of a Mudhorn. He'll be like uh, a ship or something. He'll be the one. It'll be a bunch of blaster bolts. It'll be a bunch of blaster bolts just stopped in midair, all Kylo Ren style. No, no, no. It'll be. It'll be that he'll pull. He'll pull Moff Gideon's like Tie Fighter down. You know, out of the air or something. A lot. Oh, okay, Uh, okay. Video game move. Little Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah. All right. right, Little Star Killer. Secret Apprentice move. Uh All right. Yeah. We can we can place bets on this about whether we think, you know, that will <laughs> which freaky force ability, which ridiculous freaky force ability we think it'll be. My money is on the blaster bolts. I could see that being a thing. I still like the idea of him pulling the ship down because Oh, that'd be killer. That'd be that'd be metal. <laughs> I feel like that comes up with like every new piece of Star Wars media, so <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, so we've talked about um kind of the Imperial Remnant a little bit and Moff Gideon, but of course then there's the other side, um the Republic or New Republic that is now running the galaxy post Endor and the death of the Emperor. And there are a couple of things <laughs> death. <laughs> well, Suppose, oh man, god damn it, Adrian. Anyway, um, (laughs) so now you okay, anyway, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I saw the shot, I had to take it. Yeah, um, you saw in both, we saw in both of the trailers, we get some very nice X Wing shots. And we mm-hmm. saw X-Wings in season one um, in the sixth episode where Mando um, kind of goes back to his, I guess, criminal roots, criminal gang roots. I don't know. Everybody's got a shady ass past in Star Wars now. So I mean, the Mando's present is still shady ass. So I was like, how much shadier were you? <laughs> That's true. That's how true. much shade can a person have? <laughs> Can you tell I'm not a fan of this episode? <laughs> or the or the one before I it? just rewatched it and yeah. I mean it's okay, but anyway. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's a whole other topic. But, I was uh, talking about the X-wings. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> we're talking yes. about X-wings. Let's and talk about Republic. X-wings. So so I feel I there's a couple of ways that I feel like this could tie in somehow. So we've got The fact that he was kind of related to breaking into that New Republic prison ship last episode. Um, So it's potential that the, you know, New Republic could know about him 
through that. Or we also have the fact that Cara Dune is an ex-Rebel shock trooper and worked in the Alliance before, um, oh my God, going MIA um, and basically um, leaving because she didn't like it anymore. So I could see two of those kind of being bridges as to why we might see X-Wings and the New Republic again in season two because they're definitely going to be there like they're in the trailer so well i shouldn't say definitely because we know that could be a lie but um you know they should be there you know i haven't i haven't checked this and uh, i don't think you have but i'm gonna ask you anyway yeah go ahead has bill burr been has has he shown up in any of the casting for this for the season (laughs) You know, I have not seen anything, but I'm just laughing because you sent me that SNL sketch recently that had Bill Burr. And then I watched the Mandalorian episode with Bill Burr in it. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Thinking about it, I think one of the main reasons I don't like that episode is because I don't like Bill Bill Burr. Burr. When I I saw that episode, I'm like, holy shit, is that Bill Burr? It's freaking (laughs) Bill Burr in my Star Wars Okay, uh, and he's and he's and he's Bill Burr. He's 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 Bill Burr in, in space. He's blowing <laughs> it up in Star Wars. So to answer your question, um, with all of the various casting news, I have not actually seen if Bill Burr may be making a return. Uh, and I hear you googling it right now. Um, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I have nope. not. I have not seen that. Um, Whoa. Whoa. The first result, The Mandalorian Season 2, mm. Bill Burr, in all caps, not returning. No, not. <laughs> so maybe not connected to the breakout episode then, but we'll see. Uh, but there's another uh, from IndieWire saying that he is set to return, so who knows? It's I all- totally forgot My- Michael Bean is also going to be in this season, apparently. Who's Michael Bean? I'm going to pretend you just didn't say that. I'm going to Google something real fast. I probably know who it is. I Kyle just... Reese from The Terminator? Hicks from Aliens? Uh, Yeah, that that guy. That guy. So, <laughs> so if you're new to this podcast... <laughs> Cadbury, you're Cat- breaking my heart. <laughs> um... There are a lot of movies that Cat Ray hasn't seen, even though I've absorbed a lot of pop cultural osmosis. Um, there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen that makes Adrian want to cry. Um, <laughs> like I haven't seen Terminator and I haven't seen Alien or Aliens or whatever. We are going to do a series of Alien <laughs> episodes for Brains Like Podcasts. I am telling you that now. <laughs> that is happening at some point, lady. So, yeah. Um... Well, that's cool. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's it is very it's cool. cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I want him and Jamie Lee Curtis to show up and in the me, same episode. <laughs> me looking through his filmography, not having seen literally any of these movies. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Uh... <laughs> oh, sweet baby Yoda. What is this? <laughs> Sorry. Apparently, he hasn't been on my my bad um anyway Anyway, so yeah uh we get a little off track there whatever um yeah so who knows if bill burr will return but i'm just saying uh his character mayfield and berg and uh what's her name the twi'lek um zeon 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 they pronounce it a couple different ways i think in the zeon zeon yeah in the show they they just they were they were dripping in re- recurring character juices in that yes. episode, especially <laughs> the way it ended. Yeah, no, I could so. definitely even if it's not this season, I could see that becoming some kind of like eventually they'll break out and try to bring you know revenge to the Mandalorian. So especially if Zeon's brother uh, totally. Like, didn't survive the X-Wing attack at the end of that episode. Yes, yeah. So. Total, you killed my brother. I love you. But you killed my brother. Yeah. Mm. My personal, yeah, my personal theory is that, like, the Razor Crest 
because it like left the station as the New Republic ships are coming in that they somehow marked it, you know, and that's why there's going to be a confrontation in season two. But I could also totally be wrong. So biggest speculation here is Dave Filoni, New Republic pilot (laughs) in one of those X-Wings. I'm going to say probably not. (laughs) <laughs> but I can't lie that that and that little bit with Deborah Chow and Dave Filoni and Rick Fumaiwa made me really happy. And I literally have a picture of Dave in his like X-Wing pilot uniform saved on my phone to make me smile <laughs> when I need that in my life. Because you have a picture of I Dave Filoni it. from that in your phone, but you've I- never seen Aliens. <laughs> Uh, maybe (laughs) I admit, I admit to nothing. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, that's my personal theory. I don't think we'll see Dave Filoni as a pilot though. If it's any sort of substantial. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh Mm -hmm. I'm just (laughs) throwing it out there. Do we think questions since now we're, we're speculating do we think right. do we think John Favreau's character survived the attack in the Enclave in season one? Oh, the big uh, the big the guy, big guns guy, yeah, yeah, the big guns guy, whatever Vizsla he was, I forget his first name because I suck at that. So is, is that the rule? All all Vizslas uh, have to be voiced by John Favreau, like they all sound <laughs> like him. Because <laughs> I'm okay um, with that, actually. Like that- they all. They all have that his unique hel- uh, timber. That timber, would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Well, we get another Mando played by John Favreau or voiced by John Favreau. I don't think it was actually played by John Favreau, but voiced by John Favreau. Uh, that's a good question, though. I don't. <laughs> I guess I got to go back and look at the pile of Mando armor in that yeah, last episode and see true, if any of it true. sticks out. He probably escaped. He was on a jetpack at the end of the third yeah. episode, right? So maybe, will we maybe, see? Maybe he got up. Maybe know. will we see the armorer again? Oh, we, for sure. She's, she she has to show up again. Yeah, slicing and dicing those stormtroopers. She's gonna show up again and be like, "So, how's uh, how's that quest going, huh?" Yeah. Speaking of people that might show up again or should show up again because they shouldn't have been supposedly killed in episode five. I was going to say, Why do we have one. to talk about episode five? <clears throat> because it exists. Ep- episode five is the bane of my Mandalorian <laughs> existence. Anyway, but we got the awesome Fennec Shand played by Ming-Na Wen who is amazing, and she supposedly died. And then we get this mysterious figure at the end of episode five, which is definitely a dangling plot thread that is going to be picked up in season two. Prove me wrong. It's Michael Myers. Space (laughs) Michael Myers. (laughs) (sighs) It's not Boba Fett. It's Michael Myers. (laughs) I mean... It's Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you said that before. Um, <laughs> I think I have to. <laughs> um, yes. So, so there's this mysterious figure at the end of episode five that when that episode ended last season, I was convinced that we would get something else before the season ended about like what that was, which we obviously did not. But I think there have been some rumors to indicate that we will, you know, that's going to be a plot thread that carries over. And then we will learn a little bit more about that in season two. I mean, yeah, which to me just says we're going back to Tatooine again for some reason. Yeah, I think that's been confirmed that they're going back to Tatooine because apparently we just can't escape Tatooine. Tatooine actually is. Luke thought it was not the center of the universe, but actually, Luke, you were (laughs) wrong. It is the center of the universe because everybody has to go to Tatooine. Like literally every character in Star Wars has been to Tatooine. Like it's like Finn was complaining about everybody wanting to go back to Jakku. Everybody wants to but go back to But in actuality, everybody wants to go back to Tatooine. <laughs> That's yes. the reality here. We can't escape the pull. Apparently, the gravitational pull of Tatooine is like the sun or something. Well, actually, you know, if, 
I mean, Tatooine has those beautiful sunsets with the beautiful music always playing over it. So, I I mean, mean, who wouldn't want to go there, right? Yeah, right. Like, shoot. I mean, got these beautiful twin sunsets and, you know, John Williams playing over them. Like, yeah, I want to go to Tatooine. I want to. Oh, my God. Was that that, was that was that a um, uh, a robot chicken bit where or a family guy bit? Oh, Family was, Guy, it yeah. It was a Blue Family Harvest. Guy where they... Family Guy. <laughs> they have John Williams conducting the orchestra wall. <laughs> yes. I didn't kill oh, him. Yes, him and the orchestra do. are dead they later do. in that episode. Yes, <laughs> they are. They're all roasted like Amperu and Uncle Owen. Anyway, sorry. And was... Danny Elfman picks up the scoring duties <laughs> after that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's what that brought to mind because... <laughs> Because Tatooine. And- because Tatooine, yeah. So I think it's been confirmed, but don't quote me on that. I think it's been confirmed that we are going back to Tatooine. So I definitely think that will be some kind of plot thread that carries over. I personally still hope that Fennec Shand isn't dead, but I, I think she's dead. Total <sighs> BS move. And I'm not, yeah. I don't mean I don't mean brain slug when they say BS. <laughs> no. No. It has the adult connotation here, as in it's a bunch of malarkey. A bunch malarkey. of malarkey. McClunky. Um McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> nice, cat. Nice. Yeah. Nice use of McClunky. Yeah. So <laughs> so I definitely think I you know, we'll see more of Tatooine and potentially who that person is. And there are some theories. I don't know if we want to get into that speculation of who that well, person get a, might get a, be. Get on the big one. Get on the biggest speculation the for that. The biggest that, speculation yeah. for that is that it is a character who is not Boba Fett, but is wearing Boba Fett's armor, whose name is Cobb Vanth, who first appeared in the Aftermath books written by Chuck Wendig. And God, I sound like a big freaking nerd, but hello. Um, Lady, you're on a podcast talking about Star Wars. So, and... You have a picture of Dave Filoni wearing an X-Wing pilot suit on your phone. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 um so that that's the biggest rumor and following that there is um tim oliphant who i've seen in things but um not steadily (laughs) um i know who he is he was in that show justified that i never watched um Mm -hmm. uh yet um, <laughs> he is the one that's rumored to play this character. Um, so we will see. But that's that's kind of the biggest rumor with that rumor. Well, I got to tell you, I prefer that over Boba, Boba Fett, Fett returning himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. Me too. Boba Fett. Something is you dead. should know about us. We we don't like Boba Fett <laughs> too much. Although. Can I just say that I'm currently reading the Attack of the Clones novelization and Django and Boba are really cute and it's really sad what happens. So anyway, just as an aside, <laughs> well, what I do in my spare time. Bounty hunter centric stuff in general, which is, yes. you know, our, our appreciation of the show was a huge surprise just because we weren't expecting to l- love a show about bounty hunters this much. It's true. It's really so, true. Yeah. And it's it's all because it's not really just bounty hunters. It's about the world's greatest single dad just trying to make his it's way in the galaxy baby with his Yoda. little green son. Um, yeah. With his little green <laughs> Chucky doll going on little space adventures. It's so much more than bounty love, hunting. That's why we love him and this show. Okay. So finally... That's like kind of, I think, most of the major plot points or carryover. Well, you, you mentioned one that was interesting that I didn't even I'm, consider. Yes, and I'm about, about to this. I'm about to bring it up. Ooh, I was okay. I was I was sagging into that, Adrian. <laughs> Why is it that whenever we talk about this particular point, you end up hitting me? <laughs> so there's one plot point in from season four. Oh my god. She's hitting me. Episode four. Uh she hit me. <laughs> from episode four that may not come up in this season, 
but might kind of be an overarching is that at the end of episode four, when he's trying to decide what is kind of the best way forward and Omera asks him to stay on Sorgan and that whole scene, God, I love that scene so much. Um, and you can feel the want in him. I could talk about this for ages. This is something you will quickly learn about me if you've not um, it's true. heard us on podcast before. So she asks him to stay and leave his Mando life behind. And what I'm curious is about is if that thread will come up again. And really it's because I loved Omera and Sorgan and that whole episode. And I really want her to come back. So give us more Omera, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. I'm watching you. Um, but I just that whole thread about him kind of settling down and, you know, being at peace and having a family like, will that be part of this? And may might that be a more overarching theme to this show as it goes on and he tries to um i actually have a theory about this but you know as as the mando tries to find baby yoda's family or planet or jedi enemy sorcerers um to leave him with you know will, will that be an overarching will that be an overarching theme to to Mando and like what he eventually wants. Ooh, you know what? He proposes to her with his mudhorn uh pulled around and his helmet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole like the, the, the whole pauldron or whatever it's called that it's on, he gives it yeah. to her with them. Yeah. Oh. oh. Well, my do you want to hear my theory? Go for it. <laughs> my theory is that um he he's going to fail in his quest. He's not going to be able to find baby Yoda's family. So they will just have to continue to be their clan of two and maybe three or four and make their own family. And that will be like the whole thing. Do clones have family? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was totally <laughs> just a little joke thing. We're not going to get into that. No. Oh, but Adrian. <laughs> Wait. Nope. 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 <laughs> Go watch Terminator, okay? <laughs> oh, speaking of something I could talk about for hours. Um. <laughs> not Terminator. <laughs> not Terminator. Clones. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yes. Uh, for the record, for our new Brain Slug listeners... Attack of the Clones is your favorite one, right? Favorite movie? Your favorite Star Wars? No, it's not my favorite, but my appreciation of it has grown immeasurably over the years. And I've actually been really deeply immersed in Attack of the Clones for the past I know, two months. that's why I'm bringing this and up. Because <laughs> it feels like it's been like Attack of the Clones season for like the past quarantine has, and a half. It has. It has been Attack of the Clones season. And I think it's underappreciated. And I will fight you about Attack of the Clones. Not hey. you, Not you, Adrian. Oh, you, okay. You general throwdown. Um, the audience. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I I do love it, though. I mean, I love all Star Wars to some degree. And the more the older I've gotten and the more I watch Attack of the Clones, the more I love it. And you can fight with me about it online somewhere. Um, but I'm right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so saying this this cat's got claws and she will use them if you talk smack yes, about her Attack yeah. of the Clones. Um, but anyway, I, I just, I have to wonder if that will be an overarching theme going back to our actual Mandalorian discussion. Well, it's an interesting thing. Like, like I mentioned before, I didn't even think about it, but once, once you mentioned it, I was like, wow, that's pretty, that, that's, I could totally see that happening at some point. Something, uh, you, you don't introduce a potential emotional connection like that. That's mm -hmm. uh, such a heavy one where he even considered it right then and there and then yeah. not go back to it eventually. Yeah. My worry is that they're just going to pull like a Revenge of the Sith and it's like the last shot of the series. And that's like her only yeah, moment. I, I don't want that either. I want no. like if you're going to explore a potential relationship or a like, potential. Do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, show it's like, it. oh, my God, show us the struggle between his commitment to 
the Mandos and his heart. Yes. You know, actually yeah. make show us something. Mm-hmm. So that'd be that'd be killer if, if we actually got that. Like I I, I like it. I That's, agree. That'd be really cool. I would Will love it actually it. happen? Uh, yeah. I have my doubts. I have lots Favreau. of doubts. <laughs> yeah. And Dave Filoni, yeah. who also doesn't have a great track record in that era area either. So how heavily anyway. involved is Dave Filoni on this show? I mean, he's an EP and he has he? he's directing. I know he's directed and a producer, but does he have any pull? He probably does have pull in the the writing room. Yes, I think he does. I think if you. So I've been rewatching the episodes and then rewatching the gallery behind the scenes. And I'm pretty sure that while like Jon Favreau is doing most of the writing for the show, I think Dave Filoni is very intimately involved in like, this works, this doesn't work, let's change this, what if we do this, and, you know, making sure that things stay Oh, Star he's the Wars-y. actually guy in the writing room. That's well, who he is. maybe. <laughs> I mean, but, but I think, I think... I mean, yes, to a certain extent, yes, that's probably true. But I think it's also just that he also has the most Star Wars experience, right? Like he did the Clone Wars, he did Rebels, and and he worked with George. And so he's kind of like, even though technically Jon Favreau is like the guy, Filoni is the guy behind the guy, you know? And he he's making sure that it's all good and star warsy if that makes sense so i'm pretty sure that dave is intimately involved with like all of this a lot of it you watch all those behind the scene things right i'm catching up on them so i stopped when they first came out i stopped after like the first two or three and now i'm watching all of them. So I've watched the first six, and then this week I need to watch seven and eight. So I'm all caught up by The Mandalorian season two. Mm. Yeah. So, but you know how I sent you that tweet about <laughs> John Favreau talking about John Favreau? Which is the reason I didn't want to watch this show. In that's the first all I, place. that's all I, because I knew that's what it was going to be. That's all I can see now. <laughs> I mean, there is other interesting stuff, but anytime John Favreau is on screen, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> you know what? I can't Remember, help it. Uh, I, I saw John Favreau speak live at a at Adobe Max a couple years back. This was. <laughs> I do remember that. This yeah. was before. This, I think this was, yeah, this was 2017. This is before The Lion King. He was fresh off the Jungle Book. Yeah. I was hoping for some Lion King footage at this event. I mean, womp, womp, they didn't get it. But I was like, okay, John Favreau, he's involved with the Marvel stuff. He did Iron Man. Uh, he also did Iron Man 2. So, you know, but, you know, cool. Awesome filmmaker. Let's see what he says. And after that whole thing, it was cool and all, but like, dang, the guy just really, he didn't talk about what I thought he was going to talk about. It was a lot of, well, when I worked on this or when I did this, just, you know, it was like a CV just being spread out throughout the whole thing, which is fair. Mm-hmm. It's totally fair, but I don't think it made the, I don't think it was able to bridge it with, uh, with the topic of the conference. You know what I mean? What, you know, he was supposed to be there to talk about. So yeah. it didn't sour him for me, but I just feel like I don't want to listen to him talk about processes anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe don't watch the gallery episodes then. I mean, there is there is some good stuff in there, but there's also a lot of John Favreau being John, John Favreau. Favreau. Drinking game whenever he brings up one of his past projects. Oh my go. god, don't do that during it. <laughs> All right, we'll 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 dumb it down just whenever he says Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so have have we missed anything? Is there anything that we forgot? Um. Oh, so Cat and I have a bet. Oh, we. Do. My money is. Oh, so yes. We know. Yeah. Yeah. Car- Carl Weathers is directing a an episode, an episode this season. This yes, season. Yeah. he is. Yeah. I love me some Carl Weathers. You know Apollo Creed himself. Mm, awesome, awesome. My money is that he is directing the episode that involves the boxing ring uh, scene <laughs> from the trailer. Because that would just be too perfect not to be not willed to, into existence. Yeah. Is this really a bet when I mostly agree with you? Like, 
<laughs> well, did you actually agree with me, or did he just be like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool? I can't even remember now. I do think it would be cool. It'd be really freaking cool. So, that's Adrian's theory. Do you agree? Do you think Carl Weathers will direct the boxing episode? We will see. <laughs> you know, I probably won't, but I'll just be really <laughs> sad about it. And, and then I'll be, be like, like <laughs> we should have been. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I think, uh, I think we got everything, uh, the most important stuff from the first season anyway. Um, yeah. Mando's out there being a space dad, trying to find his space baby sorcerer family, which, you know, I gotta say, I, I don't think I've ever brought this up. Did you, did you ever consider it kind of odd that she referred to the Jedi as enemy sorcerers? I mean, in their history, not necessarily. It, it's interesting in the sense well, I mean, okay. Like, so I don't, I don't dislike it or anything. It just kind of threw me off guard the first time. I'm like, oh, that's well, okay. no, because I, th- I think it makes sense with their history. But now that you bring that up, what's very interesting to me is that if if this offshoot is all like Death Watch slash yeah. Clan Vizsla, they do have that kind of enmity with the Jedi, even up until you know, the, the rebels era. So that's, it would be very curious if he met other Mandos (coughs) who had worked with other Jedi. (coughs) (laughs) 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 Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) A frog in my throat there. Yeah. Mm. (coughs) Um, Maybe Sabine. Who, (coughs) what'd you say? I, that was, um, who was that? Um, (laughs) <laughs> that did not view the Jedi as enemies and how that could kind of change change his view a bit. So that could be kind of cool. Personally, I think that could be kind of cool. Yeah, no, I'm just, just saying the line itself. Again, I didn't dislike it or anything. It just caught me off guard because, um, I mean, all the reasons you're bringing up, but mainly the Jedi and Mandalorians have such a, violent history together and yeah a lot of it's very recent and mm-hmm. the fact that the dark saber is such an important uh artifact for the mandalorians in general doesn't matter what which clan you're a part of yeah i mean I, I just found it a bit odd that she referred to them as enemy sorcerers first and also interesting and i think we talked about this too in one of our chats uh that the mando himself being a foundling doesn't know too much about the jedi even though yes around in the clone wars and all that so that's interesting that is interesting i remember when there was a lot of speculation last season that we might actually see a jedi because it was the clone wars um but we didn't obviously so (laughs) i don't think we're gonna see any jedi I, I love the idea of uh, like there a, aren't any Jedi, so except for Luke, so we can't, right? Andrew? No, <laughs> Ahsoka is no Jedi. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're not gonna get into that, but I would no, love. Uh, I would love to explore the idea of like uh, force churches and force cults and stuff like that. Yes, more. because we've we've actually there are so many. Oh my god! So we got in sprinklings of it throughout. So but, many. Well, and the, in the in the comics, comics. and in the books. There mm-hmm. is so much kind of like weird force mystic stuff. And you have Lor Santaka that we know is out there. And, it, you know, that's a sequel trilogy bridge. And in Alphabet Squadron, there's force cults. And in the Aftermath book, they are like weird, creepy Sith acolyte people that are rumored to have Darth Vader's lightsaber. <laughs> and so, like, there's all of these creepy force cult people going around the church of the force. I mean, we, we saw that or maybe not church of the force, but whoever the group was that Loris and Taka was with in the force awakens. I mean, like, yeah, that would be really cool if it wasn't actually Jedi, but yeah, freaky force church. Yeah. Panel. Cause there has been a, a trend in this Disney era of star Wars to at least bring it up, if not explore it. So the first major one was in rogue one with uh, mm-hmm. Jen's mother. Yes, and you know, just in the Guardians of the Wills and the all Guardians that. Guardians of Jedi. the Wills, yeah. They're not nece- they're not necessarily force sensitive, but they believe in the force and they trust it. Yeah. So that's that's cool. I I love it when we touch upon 
the Force uh, and how it relates to like the bigger galaxy, not just the Jedi or the Sith. Yeah. Uh, Maz, Maz 2 uh, mm-hmm. is another character that uh, kind of explored that a bit. And she actually used the Force in, uh, in the original script for Force Awakens before they scrapped it, oh, which I think was a good call. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't think I knew that. I, I would love to see that trend uh, spill over into the Mandalorian since we're going to, you know, we've been exploring Force stuff with Baby Yoda or the mm-hmm. child. Yep. Um, but since he's actively seeking out enemy sorcerers now, that's going to, he's bound to cross paths with some of these type of acolytes or, or zealots or just normal peeps that trust in the Force, right? So I. I really, really hope uh, they take the opportunity to explore that more and more depth. It's a series, not a movie. You can do that better now. Totally. And so also, be, I think, yeah, I know, I agree. And also, I think it helps kind of set it apart from the movies because, again, you know, it's not just the Jedi, like, which is a very kind of limited um perspective on the force and we know that there's heresy out there so <laughs> so but but I, I also think it it helps it from becoming potentially i mean obviously we don't know what's going to happen in season two and so it may change once we see season two but um you know to avoid it kind of becoming this like Clone Wars slash Rebels continuation with all of these Mm -hmm. characters if we went more in that direction of like kind of like the force mystic force cult force church whatever you want to call it um and I I agree I think that would be a super interesting avenue especially because we've seen some seeds of it before and as one more one more layer to that too I think it'd be a good juxtaposition or a cool one to see uh to see the Force appear in this Star Wars series from that perspective, mm-hmm. and then the character with the actual lightsaber not being Force sensitive and more than likely not even believing in the Force if he even knows what it is. <laughs> there, there's some yeah. cool thematics at play there. Mm-hmm. That's the route that this season takes. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm hoping for. Hey, yeah, that'd be cool. I can't wait to see what we get, and we'll probably do. Um, just kind of as a FYI, I guess, when we were Force Fan Podcast um, with The Mandalorian, we did kind of like two recap episodes um, throughout the season. And I'm assuming we'll probably do something similar this season as well. We as did it in Slug bunches Pod. of three, right? Three or this- Four. four. I can't remember. We might have done like episode one, and then we did like the halfway point, and then we did right, end, right, right. I think so, something like that. You know, so but I, I suspect we will do something similar in this case. Maybe just two, where it's you know first half of the season, second half of the season. But you know, so look, look for that in the future coming, coming in the pipeline. We'll be <laughs> back to talk more Mando. Listen to this episode and see what we totally missed or were totally wrong about. Oh, that'd be fun, right? What did we call correctly? What yeah. did we not call? What plot <laughs> what points were, we were not totally explored mean? whatsoever? Omera. <laughs> 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 Thro- yeah. Oh, yeah, we already, we already know. Allergies. You're you're breaking my heart, Adrian. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just to kind of wrap things up, uh, we hope you found this episode useful. Have you? I mean, you've probably been rewatching the series again, like everybody else, in preparation. But uh, if you're not, or if you are, and still listen to this regardless, we hope you got s- something out of it. As far as like, oh yeah, I should, I'll keep this in mind, or maybe picked up a new little theory or idea that you might like. Um, let us know if we did a good job or not. Like, this is our again our, our first podcast uh, <laughs> for Brain Slicks, so we'd uh, we'd appreciate it. If you let us know how we're doing. Um, if you want to connect with us on the socials, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at BrainSlugPod. And if you want to totally yell at me for something that I said, which, like, fair, it's the internet, and we're putting opinions <laughs> about Star Wars out on the internet. So if you want to yell at me or, or, or what have you, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. 
Uh, you can come talk to me uh, about Omera and clones and how much you love Attack of the Clones on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Cat Ray. For the record, I think Attack of the Clones is the most unique, uh, <laughs> one of the most unique Star Wars movies. Truth. You're not wrong. Truth. For better and for worse, it's really unique. Uh, I love Obi-Wan's uh, detective noir type of subplot. So we'll All just leave right. it at that. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Episode one of Brain Select Podcast in the can. We hope to see you guys stick around for future episodes. Yeah, thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye-bye. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. Edited and produced by Adrian Mesa with original music composed by Felipe Rosales. And original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved.